You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and you're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. On this week's episode, we will be talking about the movie Love, Simon, as well as the book it's based on, Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens Agenda. (laughs) Uh, Before we get into that, Katie, what have you been up to? Um, Well, last weekend, I went to my second ever K-pop show for Mont, and it was... An interesting experience, mostly because for the longest time, I was pretty sure I was the oldest person in that line. Ooh, I know. Until I saw some girls' moms were there. Oh, no. (laughs) Because they brought their daughters to the concert. And I was like, oh, I'm not the oldest one, but I'm probably the oldest fan in this line. Um, But it was like, I mean, it was a really good show. They only only have like four songs and like... Two of them are the same song, but like different versions, like mixed oh, versions. Yes. And they only played three of them, and two of them were the same song, but like different mixed versions. Yeah. 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 What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what they did was they kind of intermixed it in with covers. So they did a bunch of covers. They also did some dance covers, and they're very talented. Yeah. And they sang their songs, which were really great, but they're so new like they're so so new so it was very odd for them to have like already going on a global tour but only having like three songs <laughs> it was very strange um but like it was a really good show but the, it was really weird because like when we were, we got there like we were standing in line right and the venue that it was at it was just sort of this like weird <laughs> Like, weird thing, because this kind of the venue that we were at, like, this is not a show you would have expected to be there. Okay. We were at the Glass House in Pomona. Okay. Where, like, I went to hardcore, like, punk shows at. Like, I saw Escape the Fate there. And, like, other, uh, like, alternative punk So definitely not, like, a a poppy... No. So so when you look at the staff of the venue and like you look at the fans, it's like a sharp contrast. (laughs) Yes. So it was really funny because uh, when we got in for the show, there was like it was it was kind of a sad show because there was only like maybe 50 to 75 people there. Oh, so the place was like super empty. But like the vibe was really good. Like people were really excited and screaming and like you couldn't tell that there was like I mean like when you looked behind you and you saw lots of empty space you're like oh there's only 50 people here. Yeah. But like the first 3 rows from the barricade were super crowded. There you go. Like like everyone was up there and this was probably the easiest shift any of those like staff for oh. the venue has ever had. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> but I will say the the look on so like the guys the guy who was like standing at the at the barricade where like there was like the empty space to like swap in and out from behind the barricade. Mm-hmm. He was just like sitting on a stool leaning against the stage because he didn't have to do anything. I think the only thing he did was pick up a water bottle and a sign. Oh. <laughs> the whole show. But like there was a part where people started like screaming and he was just like 
like looking around like what is happening (laughs) what are they screaming (laughs) it was really funny um but they did a great job uh they did a they covered idol oh and go-go which was like amazing so by bts for those by bts (laughs) um and I was like, oh, the first time I get to hear two BTS songs live, they're covered by another band. <laughs> but they were probably good, right? Yeah, they did a great job. They did a really good job. And oh. they also covered uh, Shine by Pentagon. Ooh, and nice. the crowd lost it. I'm sure. But it was also kind of awkward because they were chanting, like, Pen- Pentagon's name. <laughs> Sorry, my poster just fell off the wall. I have the heater on. Apparently, it doesn't like that. Which poster is that? BTS poster. <laughs> BTS heard their name. They were like, what? <laughs> That's basically what happened. I'm keeping this all in. This is great. Your your face was like, you were just like, oh, and then it was darkness. Well, it was actually pink because that's what the color of the poster <laughs> Yes. Is. Apologize for the, the noise there. Yeah. That was amazing. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um. So they covered Shine by Pentagon and like the audience started chanting like Pentagon's name and yelled like Pentagon. And I was like, this is weird because that's not Pentagon. No, exactly. <laughs> um, But I mean, it ended up being really fun and I got to meet them. And there was this awkward moment where they were wearing like Harry Potter robes and stuff as like their photo theme. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was wearing some Ravenclaw stuff, and I was talking to, like, I walked up to do my photo with Rhoda, and I was like, oh, you're Ravenclaw, so am I. And he just looked at me and, like, nodded. And I was like, you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, uh, when I talked to Dee about it, she said, yeah, I don't, those boys don't know Harry Potter. <laughs> no, it was it was really funny. But they look so cute, and our photos all turned out really cute. So it was really fun. Yeah. Um, let's see. And then I started watching My Ideas Gang of Beauty, just like yours. Yes. Like you did. And I'll, I'm completely obsessed with Unu, and it's such a problem. Right? <laughs> like, he draws you in. Oh, he's like Swoon City. I'm so glad I did not watch the show before I went to the Astro High yeah. Touch, because I would have, I already died, just because he was yeah. like, stare. he was like, looking in my eyes and like, told me he loved me. And got yeah. me in trouble. And can you imagine if he did that now after you've seen all him him be all cute in the show? Um, I would have passed out. Yeah, you're like, like, and we're going down. <laughs> and I'm blacking out. I'm blacking out. It would have been like uh, Mire when she like passed out from alcohol. She's like, oh, they're all so happy, and then she just like faints. Yep. <laughs> me. Yep. Um. Let's see. We had this big conversation about Oreos in. The weekly geekery chat because it's not actually about geekery; it's just about food. <laughs> yes, it's it's because what is it? Oreo posted the opening trailer, like the opening title sequence from Game of Thrones, but with Oreos, and then we got into this big conversation about Oreos. But it fits perfectly with Love Simon because, like, this is him true. talking about the Halloween Oreos and how good those are. I was like, that is, I was like the same. Accurate. Same. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I also submitted audio and am going to submit more audio to the Podcasters Assemble podcast. So basically, uh, 
troidal power. Uh, he is putting together this like massive po- like podcast project where he releases a podcast a day about each of the MCU movies leading up to Endgame. And he has people submit their thoughts and feelings about the movies. And mm-hmm. then like he puts them all together as like one podcast with a bunch of different voices. And apparently I was the only voice of positivity on the Incredible Hulk podcast. Because <laughs> I, I, I actually like that movie. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standalone on my liking of that film. <laughs> it's okay. Um, And the last thing is, is that I decided to take myself on a vacation at the end of this month. Good. So I'm going to Portland. Um... I was like debating between either Portland or Seattle and then two people from the podcast network like listeners well Troy and then one of our listeners was like oh well if you come to Portland like we can get ice cream and I'm like oh I guess I'm going to Portland. (laughs) (laughs) So that's great. It's going to be super fun. Um, You had asked me before the podcast started like what I was going to do and we'll get ice cream clearly uh, ice cream. Um, and then I'm probably going to go to Pal's Books, which is like this oh, super yes. famous large bookstore up there. Um, coffee shops. Oh, And yes. more coffee shops. Uh, there were some museums and stuff. Connor, uh, my friend Connor had given, had just gone there not that long ago, like a couple months ago. So I asked him for some like recommendations. So mm-hmm. he sent me like a list. Excellent. So I'm going to do that. And yeah, I will keep people updated on my Portland trip because it's already paid for now. Nice. So I am going. I don't have a choice now. <laughs> That's okay. good that you're you're getting some time to yourself. Oh, it's going to be so great, especially because it's like the week leading up to the BTS concert and I'm going to be a wreck. Like I'm going to be yes. so like, I know it's just a band, guys, but like you don't understand. <laughs> don't understand unless you're in the army and you're deep (laughs) chelsea and i just had a full conversation prior to this podcast about how deep deep we've gone into like bts stuff yes so okay your turn Uh, what did you do (laughs) well actually i kind of like i watched a lot this week for you know my standards uh i started a new korean drama called romance is a bonus book it's on Netflix. Have you seen it? I was going to watch it. It's in my queue because it okay. looks really good. It's good. Definitely watch it. It's so different, I, I would say, to the other Korean dramas I've watched or just Asian dramas that I've watched. For one, the char- the main character is 37. Oh. The actress who plays her is 40. Does not look 40. Does of course she doesn't. 40. Um, And then her, like... The person who obviously she's like meant to fall in love with is like twenty nine, and it's what? like this whole yeah it's it's like it's totally different. It so she's kind of like older. She's gone through a divorce. She has a kid, and she's trying to get back back up on her feet. Like obviously she was a stay at home mom, and now she's trying to get back into a career, and no one will hire her because she's like overqualified for the jobs but yet doesn't have any of the current experience of a you know like the current work day-to-day stuff so no one wants to hire her and so she kind of like 
has to take like a really low paying job just to like survive but she kind of like tries to build herself up and like she ends up working with like one of her really good friends who is the guy that blah 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 like you can kind of like you know where it's going obviously but like i'm so invested katie (laughs) it's so good it's very very good and it's like very recent like netflix Mm -hmm. was putting up the episodes weekly here and they just put up the finale so i'm like perfect now i can watch (laughs) yeah they were doing it weekly here too and i'm guessing because it's done for you it's done here now yeah yeah so now you gotta go watch it katie it's great yes i will i will (laughs) behind on my korean drama watching but it rem- it reminded me of Younger, like the show Younger. Have you heard mm-hmm. of that with Sutton Foster mm-hmm. and Hilary Duff? Yeah, it's like that. But instead of like we're in Younger, she kind of like tells everyone she's twenty six, even though she's not. Like this woman doesn't. But it's kind of a similar thing. But mm-hmm. anyways, also started the part two, uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, today. Uh I like it. It's very good. I think it's like the same quality as season one. Nice. Which I'm excited about because I was really worried with. I mean, I think Rodrigo was still. Is it Rodrigo or Roberto? I always get. I think it's Roberto, isn't it? Roberto. I think think so. I think it's Roberto. I always, for some reason, want to call him Rodrigo. Anyway. He, I think, is still involved in the season, even though he is now doing the other spinoff as well as I think he got some sort of like big either TV or movie deal recently. There's another spinoff? Oh, yeah, with um Lucy Hale. It's called Katie Kane. Oh. Yeah, it's another Archie spinoff. Oh, so many. Riverdale, so calm many. down. <laughs> the only one that I know that's coming from Riverdale is uh, Josie. I think Josie's going into it. They just filmed the pilot like a week or two ago. Ooh. So yeah, but Lucy Hale was a good choice. Like, cause they show her picture from the comic and then obviously Lucy Hale. And I'm like, that's a, that's a good casting. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, started that and I'm enjoying it. I'm only like, I think like three episodes in. So, you know, who knows? Uh, but also this week was a uh, or it was a big deal for me. Crazy ex girlfriend ended, and it was so sad. <laughs> I cried, Katie. I, I like ugly cried. <laughs> I heard that a lot of people ugly cried, and I'm sure like not to throw anybody on the spot, but I'm sure Beige is right there with you. <laughs> Him and his wife love Crazy Ex Girlfriend so much. Oh, Beige, talk to me about it. <laughs> I'm sure he will. Um. No, it just, that show meant a lot to me. Uh, it it was just a really, really good show. It it brought me close to, like, D, obviously, D, Liana. And we would spend many a nights after close blasting the soundtrack. And it was deeply inappropriate. Like, no one could hear us, so it didn't matter. But it was, like, <laughs> really, like, explicit songs and stuff. But, uh... No, that that show was nothing like anything else on TV, and I doubt there will be probably anything else like it. It's so unique, and it ended in the most perfect way. 
it really ended the only way it could have. Nice. And it was really good. And then, of course, they did a um a live concert where they filmed it at the Oppenheim Theater in L.A. They did like uh-huh. a live performance of a lot of the songs from the show and the whole cast. And they uh, aired that after the finale. So it was like your heart was broken and shredded from the emotion <laughs> of the finale. <laughs> and I was ugly crying. And then even goes do you need a minute? And I was like, yes, of course I need a minute. And I'm just like trying to dry my tears, like (laughs) trying to get over this. And then finally I was like, okay, I'm ready. And then the concert just kind of like picks you back up. Cause you're like, oh my God, yes, that's the song from season one. Like you're singing along and it was great. It was amazing. It was very fun. So it was a little bit of an emotional roller coaster for me, I will say. Oh, I also saw, I forgot to put this on my notes, but I saw Dumbo last night. And How's that? I actually liked it. Oh, okay. I went into it only, like, I didn't really want to watch it, to be honest. Um, But one of my coworkers really, really did. And he never kind of, like, voices any sort of, like, opinion or whatever and on movies. So we were like, okay, well, we'll go because you want to go. Mm-hmm. and we liked it it was fun so oh, good yeah that's good cool well don't forget to head over to geek to geekmediacom to check out the latest episodes of the geek to geek podcast and geektitude and don't forget to subscribe to capsule j and troidal powers twitch stream so you don't miss out when they stream their favorite games and talk about nerd stuff keep listening now to hear a promo for all the shows on the network Hi, my name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week... Keep it geek. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Hello friends, this is Troidal Power inviting you to join me over on Twitch most weeknights sometime after dinner. Video games have always been a social hobby for me, with friends and family crammed together on a couch chatting away while someone holds the controller. And thanks to the power of the internet, I've got my own virtual couch over on Twitch where you can kick back and goof off while I play games. Find me on Twitch by searching Troidal Power, that's T-R-O-Y-T-L-E Power, to snag a spot on the couch.
And we're back. <laughs> uh, once again, this week, we will be discussing the movie Love, Simon, as well as the book it's based on. Although, to be honest, like, they're very similar, I would say. Yeah, everything's basically the same, except for, like, the ending, I feel like. Yeah, like, the, the general structure, I would say, is very similar. Mm-hmm. obviously there's going to be like like obviously the dialogue is going to be different and like there's going to be a lot that's kind of left out mm-hmm. but i would say that they they get pretty much the majority of it on screen like they get all the important stuff on screen yeah i think we said that we would only the only thing that we we're going to talk about for the book was because I feel because the ending of the book extends beyond what we see as the ending for the film. Yes. And I absolutely love the ending of the book so much. It's so good. <laughs> yes. So just to give a quick kind of like bit of information about the movie, uh, Love, Simon is a 2018 American romantic teen comedy film directed by Greg Berlanti, written by Isaac Apticker and Elizabeth Berger, and based on the novel Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens Agenda by Becky Albertalli. The film stars Nick Robinson, Josh Dumal, and Jennifer Garner, although a lot of other people as well, but <laughs> yeah, that's all Wikipedia provided for me. Uh Everyone deserves a great love story, but for 17-year-old Simon Spear, it's a little more complicated. He hasn't told his family or friends that he's gay, and he doesn't know the identity of the anonymous classmate that he's fallen for online. Resolving both issues proves hilarious, terrifying, and life-changing. So, yeah, kind of like what that summary says, like, Simon Spear, like, I think he even begins the movie. He's like, I'm just like you. Blah, 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 blah. And yeah, so I feel like this movie is very just like your standard teen comedy, but it just so happens to be that the main character uh, is gay, which I think is good. Yes. Yes. Uh, Overall, how did you like this movie, Katie? I loved it so, so much. Um, it is probably one of my favorite movies of 2018, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry we waited so long to talk about this movie. You know what was funny is in my Facebook memories, it showed up that one year ago today I saw it in theater. So what? it's just the anniversary of what I saw. It. <laughs> oh. Or is it two um, years? I, for- I don't know. No, one year? It's one year because it yeah. came out last year. So yeah, there we go. One that's year. crazy. Isn't that cool? Um, so it worked out well. Yeah. I was told by lots of people to watch this movie that I would love it. And I yes. was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And I honestly didn't watch it until I was on the plane flying to England. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I saw it back in October of last year. So, um, yeah, I watched it and then I ended up buying the book while I was on vacation because one of the bookstores was doing like a two for one. So if you buy one book, you get another book free and I needed to pick up a book for Karen. Mm-hmm. So I bought that one, read it while I was on vacation and then watched the movie, I think, one or two more times while I was gone. Yes. Um. So 
I adore this movie very much. It's so good because it it takes like everything you kind of love about romantic teen dramas and but changes that the lead character isn't your typical heterosexual like boy trying to get the girl or girl trying to get the boy kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. he's gay and it's <laughs> like the perfect love story to me. Like this movie is done so well. It's it's very uh like it's kind of nothing other than the fact that he's gay. It's nothing that we really haven't seen before, but that's kind of what makes it great mm-hmm. is that it it's very much like it's normal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's very very normal and like we get to see him come out, well kind of like at first being forced out, but uh he he comes like we have his come out story and as well as him falling in love in a very like it is a very glossy version of you know falling in love but that's kind of like that's that's what the movie is and i think that's cute yeah it's it shows everything because like he goes through all the same things that i mean a person who who isn't gay goes through so like it's just showing that that he's not any different than any other person. Yeah. Like it's only showing like the only difference is, is that instead of like him liking a girl, it's another boy, like another boy that he likes. Yeah. Although they do touch on the fact that like, you know, like, Oh, it's so annoying that I have to come out just because I like a boy. Like why don't straight people have to come out? Which I think is really funny. (laughs) I love that montage of like all of them coming out as straight. Straight. It's so funny. And, like, the parents' reactions are just hilariously over the top. Yes. But I think they did a nice job of showing, like, his struggle with, like, being okay with himself. And then also showing the isolation that he feels over, like, how he was forced to come out. And, like, how his friends felt about him lying to them. And, like... yeah. Just, like, everything that he went through and then, like, how he was dealing with, you know, like, coming out to his parents and, like, how they felt and coming out to his friends, but, and then feeling rejected by his friends for, like, why didn't you tell us before and, like, and being forced to come out, which was, like, not okay. Not cool, no. And I think they in the movie it's it's done a little bit nicer if you mm-hmm. can even say that like whereas i feel like in the book it was like i don't know to me it felt like way like way harsher yeah in or, in the book yeah is the character martin or yeah, yeah mart i feel like martin's character is like a lot like you a lot less likable than he is in the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, they try to redeem... Like, in the book, he's just, like, awful. Yeah, he's, like, he's gross. No one likes... Not gross, but, like, he's just one of those guys that no one really likes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, like... (laughs) I was watching it again this morning, and I was thinking about just, like, how... Like, how horrible of a person, like, Martin 
is. Like, I don't think that he really realized just how awful he was being because the whole story kind of like gets set in motion about Simon kind of being forced to come out uh, publicly about how he felt or like about who he is and being gay and all that uh, was that he (laughs) did the number one rookie mistake, which was to log into your Gmail account on a public computer and not log out of it. Yep. And Mm -hmm. Martin, who's supposed to be his friend, who's somebody that he's classmates with, decides to screen, read through his, all of his emails, screenshot them or yeah. In the movie, he screenshots them. I think in the, book he like printed them or something or email he emailed them to himself i can't remember what it was to himself yeah and then decides to use those to like blackmail simon into helping him uh with abby who is one of simon's friends Mm -hmm. um like blackmail him into getting abby to like forcing abby into being in a relationship with martin And so, like, Simon feels trapped because it's like, do like, do I want everyone to know about my big secret that I'm keeping or do I help this person I don't like do something I don't want to do? Yeah, because in the book, I think he wrestles way more with that. And like he does like Simon ends up being kind of terrible. And the reason that he gets rejected by his friends is kind of a different situation than they really show in the movie. Um, because he like lies to them about different things and like forces, uh, I forget. I'm so bad with like character names, like his very close friend. Oh, Leah. Leah, like forces Leah into, um, like Leah and who's the, the soccer player guy. What's his name? Nick. Like basically telling, telling Nick that Abby has a boyfriend um, that he doesn't know about, but like Leah really likes Nick and like they should go out and like forces them into going out, but lies about a fake relationship that Abby has so that Abby will Martin can go out with Abby. Yeah. And like that right there, like I get it why his friends like were mad, got angry with him. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard. I find I find that whole thing to be difficult because you can kind of see it from both sides where obviously who wants to come out like or like who wants to you know come out being blackmailed like oh i'm only having to tell you this now because i'm being blackmailed rather than me taking my own personal time to decide to tell you or feel comfortable about this because he very clearly like they they definitely press it more in the book about how it's not that he's necessarily thinking that his friends or family will not like him because he's gay or like lash out at him or turn their back on him or anything like that but that he just doesn't want to rock the boat he doesn't want anything to change he doesn't want them to treat him differently and that's kind of why he's scared to come out and uh I think that becomes the the reason at first as to why he goes along with Martin's plan. But uh-huh. then also, especially in the book, in the movie, obviously they don't have necessarily enough time to go all over this. But Blue is extremely like hesitant about this whole relationship in general. Will like 
even after asking him, will not reveal who he is, you know, is very, very just like hesitant about the whole thing. So he knows after a while that even if these emails come out, like it's not even necessarily that it's him that he's worried about, but it's that he knows he'll lose blue. Yeah. And he's gotten to that point where he doesn't want to lose him. But unfortunately, that's what we end up seeing. Yeah, because Martin being the (laughs) the scumbag that he is, he posts the emails, right? Is that what happens? I can't. Well, in the movie, in the movie, he does like a Tumblr post. I think it's also the same in the book. He does this whole like Tumblr post of like, FYI, Simon Spear likes, you know, and then puts all the screen caps or screen grabs of the emails and exposes him yeah so i like like the way that simon simon like confronts martin he was like that's not a decision that you get to make no like that was a choice that i wanted to make for myself but he didn't give him that like that is like the worst possible thing you can do to somebody like oh yeah is one of them is outing them when they like that's a personal decision to come out like yeah. that is pushing um, someone out of the closet is not nice no, at all. It's so not cool. And like like Martin stole that from him. Like he took it away from him. Took away his his choice to come out. And so now he has to deal with the aftermath of like being f- like thrown out of the closet. Like yeah. So I think that was also a big part of it like showing like the uh, one of the uglier sides of it is that, like, you have to be careful on who you tell, like, and sometimes the people around you aren't going, like, are going to do horrible things. Like, I, I yeah. mean, obviously, like, we didn't get, like, this movie did not show some of the uglier sides of that, like, that mm-hmm. we have, like, heard about in the news or seen. Oh, yeah, this or- was very tame compared to a lot of subjects that this movie could have covered but it wasn't supposed to be it it wasn't supposed to be call me by your name yeah you know what i mean it was definitely supposed to be like a a lighter you know story which which i do appreciate like very much well it's because i think in this day and age there's a wide range of Mm -hmm. coming out stories you know not it's not every single person struggles with coming out and not that this was no struggle at all like there definitely was but like there's a wide variety mm-hmm. of different things that people go through mm-hmm. uh, some very bad and some very good and this is just telling one version of that but there has been like a lot of criticism that it is kind of very glossy but yeah but I don't know. I think I think that there's just like more than one story to tell. And yeah. Is, and I, yeah. And like you said, like this is just one story and I mean it ended up working out well. Like his parents were very open and very accepting of him. And mm-hmm. uh I love the moment that Simon has between like between him and his dad when his dad like kind of realizes like, Oh, I've been making like all these jokes and he goes, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't realize like him really like coming to this realization and like 
um, apologizing to him for all the things like he had said previously without really realizing the like consequences of the things that he was saying. And I think he kind of blames himself a little bit. Like, it seemed like he blamed himself. Like, this is why you didn't feel comfortable coming out to us sooner because mm-hmm. I did all of this. And, like, when <laughs> he starts crying, I'm just like, aww. <laughs> so sweet. And I love Josh Dumal. Like, he was great to play. Oh, yeah. Simon's he was, dad. He was perfect. Yeah. The, the casting was really great for this film. Oh, like definitely. Very, very much so. Um, we should talk about uh, what else? I don't know what else to talk about. Um, because I obviously want to talk about the end, but we can. Well, save it. let's get into maybe. Okay, so you watched the movie first before you read the book. Yes. Did you have any inkling as to who Blue was going to be before it was revealed? Um, when I was watching the movie. I I I kind of went on this roller coaster along with Simon. Mm-hmm. Um because I thought for sure it was Bram. Like for uh-huh. sure when he like he made the comment about the Oreos and then he was like, "Oh my god, Oreos, I love those." And I was yeah. like, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he wouldn't reveal like who his co- what costume he was going to wear. And then just like the way that Bram looked at Simon too and and like, but then like my heart was so broken, just like Simon's was when he went into the room at the party and saw him like making out with a girl. I was like, dang it. I was so sure it was Bram. Yeah. Like, but it, like, I think in the back of my head, I was like, okay, well, like they're at a party. Maybe he was drinking. But then like he, as he went through, like thinking it was different people, like he thought it was the guy in the band. And then he thought it was, uh, <laughs> Because in the book, he like there's also the guy who works at the um, the diner. Oh yes, he thought it was him. Mm-hmm. Um, who else did he think? Well, it was? it's the the guy that was working like, or I think I guess that's maybe who you're talking about the the guy that like plays the piano for the show. Yeah, right? that guy. Yeah, like he was like the composer or whatever, like the mm-hmm. play guy. Yeah, yeah, because in the book he very heavily like thinks it's him for a good long time, until he like asks about Abby, right? Like, why everyone likes Abby? Uh, yes, <laughs> everyone likes Abby. <laughs> um, and that's when he was just kind of like, "Oh, you're not gay." <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, whoops, sorry. <laughs> yeah. But I but I like that in the movie he very much takes it just as a compliment. You yeah. Know? Like he's not like, oh gross, bro. Like that's you know, he's like, oh well, like, thank you. That's really nice that like that you like that you like yeah, that you thought that, that you I like- was the person, but <laughs> no. Yeah. I do I do like that, um, it's interesting how the relationship between uh, Simon and Blue happens is like he posts something about having a secret, like a creek on what is it? Creek, the Tumblr page. Yeah, it's Creek Secrets or yeah, something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, talking about like being on a roller coaster of like one time, one moment you're on top of the world, and the next you're rock bottom, mm-hmm. and 
that he has like this that nobody knows that I'm gay kind of thing. And I like that he just like immediately emails him with like no thought and like he sends this like big long story about his like family and then says like I have a like a big ass secret and they co- sort of connect over both not being out and like yeah. <clears throat> how similar that they are and that um I like when Blue says he goes is it weird that I have no idea what you look like and yet I can't stop thinking about you and I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> It's sweet and it's like it kind of is it's such the perfect like modern love story mm-hmm. you know it's like our version of sleepless in seattle because like obviously back then like email was the big thing but like here it's like people meet on tumblr and have you know these kind of like online relationships all the time mm-hmm. i mean that's how i met Eamon, not on tumblr but you know we met through liking stuff online and then talking, obviously it was like a bigger long distance, whereas he was lucky to find someone who went to the same school as him. Yes. But uh, that's kind of like the modern way of falling in love these days. A lot of people are meeting online or in some way it's like through online, you know? Yeah. It's it's sweet because I like that they like send messages back and forth to each other. And like, I love the whole, like after Simon sends that first message that he's just like panics about like, will he respond? Will he not? Will like, will I get a message back? And like, he ends up losing his phone to the weirdo vice principal guy, which I loved. Like that was, that was definitely a character just for the movie, that character, as well as the drama teacher, best additions like the drama teacher was in the book but like the actress who played her give her all the awards <laughs> one of my favorite moments she was like spray paint is not she's like spray paint is not used for that no huffing that is not something you want to get good at <laughs> oh, god. oh my god and like when and she- when the two guys are are obviously mocking simon and ethan the other only uh gay guy that's out in school or at Uh least that's what it's meant to be uh and she just like shames the crap out of them in the middle of the cafeteria that actress was just funny she was so funny i one of my favorite lines in the whole film was said by ethan like in the very beginning of the movie when that guy like oh nice scarf i hope it doesn't get caught and it's like very vulgar yeah like and then he goes oh he goes i like your pants it was a nice choice looks like you got like <laughs> he says he's like you look like you got gang banged by a tj max and the guy was like <laughs> didn't know how to say anything <laughs> so he just calls him a like derogatory word <laughs> like, yeah just like uses a slur and i was like Oh, okay, that's all you got. I was like, that comeback was so good. It was really good. So good. But Ethan, like Ethan was a cool character. Yeah. I really, I really liked his character a lot. I apologize for the vulgar usage of what I just said, but I'm so sorry. That's okay. I mean, you're basically quoting the movie. It's alright. Yes. Um, but like Ethan was great and but also like 
that's also Ethan was also part of how Simon was struggling because he makes a comment. He goes, why does he make it so easy for them to make fun of him? And but like Ethan's just simply embracing who he is. is. And I think Simon it takes Simon a while to come to terms with that to like realize that like Ethan is just trying to be Ethan. Exactly. And like Simon in a way kind of doesn't know who he is mm-hmm. like he does have his interests and he does have like obviously when he talks about like having the biggest crush on daniel radcliffe and all and like or in um brandon yuri right brandon yuri yeah and like so he has all these like secret things that he really really likes in a way that you know no no one else really knows but at the same time like he dresses very safe like he dresses pretty like normal yeah like hetero you know basically very neutral you know like typical straight guy in high school but then he like once he's kind of out he's like oh like maybe i can wear different things (laughs) he like starts to try on different shirts and and then he's like no okay this (laughs) this isn't it (laughs) Oh my god. That was in the book, right? Where he like tries to like was it in the book? In the movie he like literally Googles like I think he Googles like gay like fashion like, teen or something. Fashion or something and like he tries on different outfits and He's different just, like, shirts. Nope. And then he just goes with the usual stuff that he always wears. But like I mean that kind of is a thing, like after you come out, you'd kind of like almost feel like you have to be the extreme and then you kind of like rail ring it back in and be like, okay, I can just like kind of be me, but like a more comfortable version of myself. But like, oh, that's so funny. I just love the fact that he Googled it. Like he just didn't even know. He's like, well, clearly I now have to wear a different shirt. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. Um, I love simon's room like i wish i had a cool room like simon's room yeah because i love like so he has this i don't know if like people haven't seen this movie or not but like his bed is sort of in this like i don't know it's in its own like cave essentially like yeah the the walls are straight up to the edge of the bed yeah and his walls are chalkboard walls like yeah. all three of them around where his bed is and his bed is so big and like when Leah sleeps over I was like this is definitely like a sleepover room because it's so yes. like and he's got a giant massive bed and stuff yes. I'm just like Simon's living the life oh like, yeah that's like a sure. California king for sure <laughs> <laughs> oh my god just living the life living the life no I love it looks it so really much. cool I love uh I love uh, the bedrooms of people in movies. They're just so much better than everyone else's. <laughs> oh my god, for sure. <laughs> um, let's see what else. I how- love. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, his friends. I love how like they kind of do that montage of like showing just how normal of a life that Simon has. Like at the beginning, where like he puts his pants on one leg at a time, like everybody else does, and he, you know, uh. 
like he's got a laptop and like he has all these friends and a car that was given to him like was like hand me down from his parents and he's the one who picks everybody up from school and they go get iced coffee mm-hmm. and they hang out together i was just like <laughs> you're like no it's it's very cute it's very much like what you want from your high school experience going and getting iced coffee. I feel like it's definitely like more modern though. I feel like no one at my high school drank coffee except for like me and my friend. Like no one was, everyone was like, okay, I'll get a Frappuccino. And I'm like, you guys are gross. Just get coffee. (laughs) It's because Frappuccinos were new. And I remember when, when Frappuccinos like became a thing. No, same. But now everyone's just about that coffee life. It's great. I love coffee. Although it's kind of sad how like how or scary how like young like people are drinking coffee. Like I drank coffee at a young age, but I think that I was a heavy influence from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just wanted to live your best Gilmore life. You know how Rob was talking about in our Slack chat this week about how pop culture has a heavy influence on drinking? And like yeah. the like teenagers drinking. See, I had that effect, but except with coffee. Yeah. Movie it's, like the movies didn't make me want to drink. I didn't look at movies and go, oh, I definitely gotta get that alcohol. I was like, I definitely gotta get that cup of coffee. <laughs> I was weird, I guess. I just me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh did you like the music from the movie? Oh my god, I loved it. The soundtrack mm-hmm. is so good for this film. It's and very like good. and I love how much of a like Simon's sort of like a hipster, to be honest, with his like oh, record yeah. player and stuff, which is like so great. Um, but I do love like they picked really, really good music for this film. Like it was so good. Like the music was just as big of a part as like the like the rest of it as the dialogue too. The yeah. music was just as important, which I love when they do that. No, it was cute. It was very good. Shall we get to the ending? Oh my god. Which I know yes. you're dying for. So first maybe we'll discuss like the movie and then we'll let you go on about the book and how it's different. Oh my god, okay. So in the movie, Simon like Simon's obviously been outed. Blue has like stopped sending messages. I think he sends like one final thing of like, sorry, just can't do this. I'm going to like basically cut off all communication and Simon obviously freaks out and is like so devastated that he's lost this person who he feels like is his soulmate. And then he decides to go on Tumblr and kind of like make this right. Doesn't he go on Tumblr? Yeah. He goes on the Creek Secrets or whatever. Oh, that's what it's called. Creek Secrets. (laughs) Yeah. And like makes this big declaration and basically like proposes like, for Blue to meet him at the Ferris wheel at the carnival. Mm-hmm. And so they get to the carnival and then he gets on the Ferris wheel and everyone's like cheering him on. Everyone's like real excited. And he goes around and around and then it's just like hours go by and everyone's like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> like at the beginning, everyone's like, woo, yeah, cheering him on. And just, I mean, after a while, yeah, you just be like, cool yeah this is awesome (laughs) i don't think it was hours it was probably like an hour i mean i feel like it went from daylight to the to past sunset i mean i think it was dark already but it was like sunset to like later 
Okay. Well, I mean, definitely time has passed. I wouldn't say like just 15 minutes went by. Oh, no, it was quite. A, he had a lot of tickets. So he, he was on that ride tickets. for a long time. Uh, Martin, I think, came up and tried to like, or he bought him like another round or so. Yeah, it was the last, his last ride. He gave him like the last $4 for the ticket or whatever. Yeah. And basically, they, I think they were like closing down the Ferris wheel. He was like, all right, this is like the last one, like last call, essentially. Yeah. Right? And then finally, boom, who comes up? That's oh, Bram. Hit my mic dramatically. I got too excited. <laughs> Bram. It's Bram. Yes. Which I was very, I mean, I kind of knew just because, well, well, obviously I read the book, but like, I was like, they, I, I was worried they were going to change who it was. Oh no, that would have been no. terrible. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. They could have changed it just because it's the movie and they wanted to make it a surprise, but I was, I was genuinely worried they were going to change it. <laughs> I... I was like, thank God they didn't. <laughs> when he like ran up. I was like, because like the whole time you're sitting there and like, you have no idea who it is. Yeah. Like who Blue is. And when he like runs up, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like you have the same reaction that his friends have when they're like, it's Bram. And you're just like, yes. "Yes." Like (laughs) I was so hoping it would be you kind of thing. Like I was hoping it was you. And it, the ending of this movie, like it reminded me of two, of two movies of, uh, never been kissed when she's standing yes. out on the field waiting for him, waiting for the teacher to come kiss her. Yeah. And like the clock runs down and he doesn't show up and she like yes. drops the mic and then he shows up right after that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. it reminded me of that. And then also you've got mail. Like Ooh. when Tom Hanks's character shows up and she goes when he when she's like crying and he goes don't cry shop girl i'm just like oh, and she goes i was hoping it was you and i'm like yes me too i was hoping it was you too <laughs> like i had the same like emotional reaction to when bram showed up i was like oh i was hoping it was him like the whole time yeah because they definitely connected so i needed it to be him they definitely connected they had they were very cute and then they like went on the Ferris wheel, went around, and then had their first kiss, and it was so cute. I love when he was like, "It's you." He goes like, "It's me," and he's and they're just like, "Uh," he goes, "But at the party," and he goes, "Yeah, I was drunk." He goes, "I ended it like I'm like right after you re- like left." Yeah. And then he's just like, "You're Jewish," and he's like, "Yeah." He goes, "And I'm black." Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was so cute, and they're like. I like when he asked him, he goes, were you disappointed, like, that it was me? And he's like, no. And they kissed at the top of the Ferris wheel. I was like, this is so just everything. Like, it was everything. So talk about the book now. Okay. So in the book, they still have that, like, the Ferris wheel the thing, Ferris right? Wheel. Yeah, the Ferris wheel. Um. Wheel. But, like, it extends beyond that. Because, like, we get a glimpse into their relationship just a little bit after the Ferris wheel. Where, like, now he's the fifth person in the car. Yes. So, like, now he, like, Simon also picks him up. And Leah sits in the front until they go to pick Bram up. And then he's, she switches to the back seat. And they also pick him up a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. too. And 
So you get like that little glimpse of it. But in the book, it like goes much further into their relationship. And I was dying, dying when they went back to because I think they do the play, right? They actually like do the play. Yeah. In the book. And they go back to his his uh I don't think it's after the play, but like they go back to Simon's house after something. I can't remember exactly what it is, but like his parents and his sister are still out like at dinner or whatever. And Simon and Bram go back to his house and they have this like full on super hot, passionate, like makeout session in his room. And it's just everything. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to find my book earlier to like reread that part, but like I couldn't find where I put my book. Like three bookcases and it's not on any of them. Don't understand. It's okay. Um, but yeah, like I just need a whole book of Bram and Simon dating. Like yes. I need an entire book of just that. I know. Or an and entire it's funny movie. enough, like the sequel like not that it barely mentions him it mentions more simon than anyone else but the sequel to this is with leah mm -hmm. and abby more which i think is interesting it's a like you know to switch kind of points of view i have not read that book so i need to do that you definitely do Maybe i i'll purchase that book at pal's bookstore oh there you go there you go um I desperately would love to see that done. And I think Greg Berlanti said he would love to do it. It just depends on everything. You know, usual Hollywood stuff. But the actress also said she'd be down to do it. I really like her. She was in um, 13 Reasons Why. Mm -hmm. And then she was in this. The only thing that I kind of wished was that she was a bit heavier because Leah in the book was kind of more of a chunky girl. Yeah. And I kind of would have loved to see that, but that's just me personally. Because, like, if you look at the, like, Leah on the offbeat book oh, cover, yeah. she's, like, a little bit chunkier and, like, she kind of talks about, like, you know, having, like, that slight, you know... Mm -hmm. Like image issue, but no, I was. It's great. I love it. Oh, I need to read the book again. And I know I kind of want to like reread the book as well. <laughs> it's so good. So it's good. very good. If you have seen believe... this movie and haven't read the book, please do. I can't believe we waited so long to talk about this. I think we brought up Love Simon a little bit when we had the episode with Matt. Yes, talking about the LGBTQ. There's more letters that I'm forgetting episode ia <laughs> i couldn't remember yes. if it was ai or ia uh yes. episode where we talked about love simon a little bit yeah but i mean this definitely deserves its own episode it just took us a little bit to get there but apparently one whole year since you saw it in the theater exactly that or that was completely intentional it was a one-year anniversary episode <laughs> absolutely absolutely well um, uh any final thoughts just see it read it yeah if you haven't just do it just do it 
And I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Tea Time. The show notes for this episode and all of our other episodes are available on our website, teatimewithkc.com. Feel free to reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram by using the handle at teatimewithkc. You can also chat us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash teatimewithkc. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, feel free to email us at teawithkc at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. And lastly, don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the geek to geek Media Network by visiting geek to geekmediacom The Twitch stream subscription links for Capsule J and Troidal Power will be included in our show notes. And you can also chat with us in real time by joining our Slack workspace or our Discord server. Invite links for those will be included in our show notes. Until next time. Bye. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.